At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's back to game day editions. Hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas holiday. And now Hornets are back to work and they're back on the West Coast. It's a very, very late tip-off tonight, 10.30 Eastern. It'll tip off from Crypto.com Arena over in Los Angeles. Hornets taking on the L.A. Clippers. We're going to give you a reset on where things sit in the standings, what we think the Hornets need to do in terms of this road trip record-wise to survive and advance towards hopefully a part of the calendar where Charlotte will be at full strength. Fingers crossed that'll be tonight, but we don't want to be too overly hopeful here this day after Christmas. Last but not least, we'll, of course, have our game preview for you. And helping me on all of these topics, fully rested after a wonderful Christmas holiday. It's Rob Longo, my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast. Rob, any coal in the stocking? No, I was I got I got unscathed this time. It hasn't happened in the past. Can't confirm nor deny that, but uh, yeah, good to spend some holiday time with the family and all of a sudden, we're right back to Hornets basketball. Your mom is a very entertaining woman, and I don't, put, a, it, I don't put it past her to put coal on your stocking. She is a saint. She is a saint. I did pull a Christmas prank on her one time. I can't say it over the air, but uh, it involved uh, rearranging some letters in Merry Christmas. My brain is too scrambled to try and do a word Good, I'll tell, right I'll, tell, I'll tell you when you're older. So, <laughs> thanks, Rob. Let's get into this one with a brief reset here of the standings. Obviously, the Christmas Day games are the, the headliners across the NBA. They involve a lot of the teams at the elite portion of the conference standings, if you will. But for Charlotte right now, the name of the game is just stay within striking distance 
of a top 10 position and keep your fingers crossed that you can get healthy and get on the run that we all presuppose that Charlotte's capable of going on. And there's a very good track record for Hornets head coach Steve Clifford in previous iterations of the Hornets or the Magic or the Bobcats that he's coached to go on such a run in the second half of the season. It's not always attached to getting healthy and returning from injury, but sometimes it is. And uh, that's definitely got to be the hope here for Charlotte because we've seen such individual brilliance from LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier, such consistency from Brandon Miller and from Miles Bridges, the ability to contribute on a nightly basis in a variety of ways from Gordon Hayward and Mark Williams and P.J. Washington. I think there's very much reason for belief and confidence that this Hornets team can find the right formula and rip off a long, if not win streak winning trend, but you need to be within striking distance to do it. So first off, I want to reset where things sit in the standings. And first off, we'll, we'll do like the old letter grades from when you're in school and we'll focus on the Eastern Conference. So you have your A caliber teams. Rob, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's Boston, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. They're the three best teams. They've been the healthiest teams all season, even if they did take an injury or two outside of something catastrophic to one of their best players for a, a really extended period of time. They look deep enough to sustain it. A lot of the veterans who are looking for a championship have kind of flocked to those rosters anyways. Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, they're uh, the A students at the head of the class right now. Yeah, I'd certainly agree with that. I think that those are the creme de la creme so far in this uh, season. The B group is the group that I would say is either in or is definitely contending for a top six position, not have to deal with the play-in tournament. I say that's Orlando, Miami, the Knicks, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. All of them have been significantly over 500 almost the entire season. They play good ball, home and road. There's not a whole lot of signs that things are wavering for them. Yes, New York is dealing with a couple more injuries than they would like to, and certainly Mitchell Robinson out for the remainder of the season. That That's a big blow to them, but they've got enough. That's not the same thing as if Julius Randle was out. So they're my B group solidly in in the postseason at this point in time. I agree, but at the same time, I don't I don't want to Florida State anybody and put the cart before the horse and say that because of injuries that they don't belong, but New York would fit in that category, and Cleveland could fit in that category too. I know they're dealing with some longer-term injuries as well with, I believe, Darius Garland and Evan Mobley are out longer term. They should be back before the end of the season, but they're still going to miss significant time, so those are kind of two that I think are going to be very significant for Cleveland. There may be the coin flip when it comes to the B category, at least for me personally, but... Just for the sake of the argument, I will agree with you this one time. I appreciate it. The C group, these are teams that are right around 500, and quite frankly, they've given themselves enough separation from the teams that are trying to fight their way up towards the play-in tournament, but they've also separated themselves from the teams that are clearly at a point where they're trying to play to be in a top-six spot. So that's Indiana and Brooklyn. Both have been better at home than on the road, both right around 500, and I think good teams that have the opportunity to get better but seem to maybe have a a potential fatal flaw Indiana that would be defense and that's where I have the C group kind of a smaller one and before we get to the Hornets group I'll give the F class Uh, these are the teams at the bottom of the barrel it's Washington and Detroit Uh, if you ever want to say hey it could always be worse Detroit 26 game losing streak tying an NBA record 27 could be tonight they're going to rematch with that Brooklyn team on kind of a home 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 road series and look I mean I'm not wishing ill on Detroit I heard the quote from Cade Cunningham. I do think they're better than a 2-27 and team. I have no doubts about that because there is talent on that squad. They've drafted in the top five and acquired too many top five picks for anything else to be true. But it clearly is not working right now for them. And not just in terms of you know losing all these games in a row, but they're just not competitive in all these games in a row. The last time that they played 
back-to-back games where it was within two possessions, or, or really any game where it's been within two possessions. Uh, they had the loss at Atlanta that was about a week ago, but most of these losses are coming by 9, 10, 12, 15. I mean, they had a 29-point boat race against Toronto, and Charlotte's had those two, but I feel like the Hornets are a lot more competitive overall than Detroit is. Yeah, they really are. And I mean, that's the other thing, too, is like, I kind of feel bad for Detroit at this time, obviously, but like, I don't want to be the team that loses to Detroit that ends up finishing the streak. Like, I, that would be the one where I would be like, oh, man, that's that would be a tough one. But hey, everybody's got to win. Everybody's got to lose. But those are definitely the bottom feeders of the Easter Conference by far. Hornets did actually start that streak because it's the last team that Detroit beat. Hornets don't face off against the Pistons again until January 24th. So a little less than a month to go. That one will be in Detroit, part of a longer homestand for them. There's other teams that they're going to play. they got to play San Antonio between now and then. They're going to play Washington between now and then. And as we always say, any given night, anything can happen in the NBA. But for now, Detroit at the bottom of the barrel, and I'd put Washington in that F-class right now. Uh, teams just not performing well enough, uh, and no one's mathematically eliminated, but reality is uh, they're going to have to get really, really hot and have a lot of teams have a lot of problems to climb out of their current status. So where are the Hornets right now? Charlotte's kind of at an in-between between. If you had to give it a grade based off the record compared to the rest of the group, you probably have to say D minus, but I do think they're in the D class. They are within five games with more than 50 to play of a top 10 spot. So I'd put them in the same group as Chicago, Atlanta, Toronto, and good news, the Hornets have already beaten two of those three teams on the year. So they've shown talent-wise, even with not all of their talent available, the Hornets can hang with these teams and hopefully if they get all their guys aligned for a significant stretch, whether they're playing this group or someone in the CB or A class, Charlotte will have the firepower to get wins. And again, I don't want to like sound like a homer. I know we look at this through we teal and colored. <laughs> oh, you can say that. I'm not going to say it. But the thing is here, I mean, we just don't know how good this team is. That's the thing that just stinks about all these injuries. And I think we got a little bit of an idea of what the team looked like last year. I mean, still, they weren't fully healthy, but we got a better idea as the season went on when guys came back and then obviously more people got hurt like LaMelo Ball. But again, the problem with this is just that we don't know where they are capable of. I mean, everybody could come back, everybody could be healthy, and all of a sudden the Hornets go on a tear. And hopefully that is the certainly case. I'm going to speak it into existence by saying that right now and not saying if but when, but it's just it's really frustrating to say, okay, is this team at this level? But again, because we're doing this at this point of the season, we're giving those grades, then it certainly makes sense. But I think that there's the ability to get to that C level, get to that B level when we do our final season report cards and when we look at this maybe at the All-Star break or at the end of the season when the Hornets are in the playoffs. I'm speaking out of new existence as well. So again, there's just several things that can factor into this one. Unfortunately, it's not gone the way that the Hornets have hoped or wished and expected, but it's where we are right now, so it certainly makes sense that they're in that grouping. Hornets at the moment, 7-20. and 20. All right, so we, we put them in kind of the D to D- minus category, which is somewhere that can, and one of these teams probably will, actually almost de- they definitely will, because there was only nine teams rated A, B, and C, so one of these teams is going to make it into the play-in tournament and have a chance at making the final eight, uh, top eight group for the playoffs, but Charlotte's definitely got some work to do. They're at the bottom of that group with over 50 games, now 55 games left on the Hornets schedule. So Charlotte's embarking on a six-game road trip today, beginning with the LA Clippers today at Crypto.com Arena. What do the Hornets need to do on this trip to either maintain their status or improve upon it? We'll dig into that next here on the Hornets Hivecast. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. Hornets tipping off a six-game road trip tonight. You can catch them at 10.30 Eastern. Hornets taking on the L.A. Clippers. Rob Longo doesn't drink coffee, but uh, he's going to have some espresso. There's, there's some energy chocolate. drinks in my All future. Right, there you go. I was going to say chocolate-covered espresso beans is a, a nice study trick that uh, I had cramming that in college. That sounds really fancy. What school did you go to? Harvard? Well, no. <laughs> no. They got those available everywhere, don't they? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I just... That's new to me. Energy drinks for Rob. All right. Well, uh, the Hornets taking on the L.A. Clippers tonight. Clippers have played pretty well, not as of late. Their last two games, both very lopsided losses at Oklahoma City and home against Boston. But prior to that, they had ripped off a nine-game win streak and really had turned things around, found their form with their newfound friend, James Harden, added into the fold with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and some of the other pieces that they've assembled there for the L.A. Clippers. We'll dig into our game preview in a little bit. That's only game one of this road trip here for the Charlotte Hornets. Also part of the trip, Hornets are going to stay in L.A. in a couple of days, take on the L.A. Lakers with LeBron James. That's on Thursday. That day, one of a back-to-back, the Friday game at the Phoenix Suns, who we'll see how loaded they are. They've had their own different levels of injury. They, their disappointment's been, aha, we can't get our three mega stars aligned for any kind of significant Must time. Must be nice. But uh, they, they've definitely had more health than the Hornets. Then on New Year's Day, January 1st, the Hornets will rematch with the Denver Nuggets. Hopefully Charlotte will be healthier for that one and, and can put on the kind of show that they did at sea level a couple days ago in Charlotte. That's also day one of a back-to-back. The next day they'll be in Sacramento to take on the Kings and then a couple more days off before taking on Chicago. And that's the game I 
think this whole thing hinges on because that's the only other team in the Eastern Conference the Hornets are going to see. Last segment we talked about, all right, if we're given letter grades, where do the Hornets sit in the pack? They're in the D group and at the bottom of it because they're currently within five games at this moment in time, five games of a top 10 spot, which is held by Chicago. Chicago's going to play five games in the next span between now and when the Hornets go head-to-head with them. And if you just presume that Chicago is going to play the same winning percentage of basketball that they have over the course of the season. And that's a little bit of a jump because Chicago's played well as of late. They've won six of their last eight or nine games here. So they're playing better. But if you're going to presume that they're going to operate at about 40% win percentage, then I think Chicago is going to end up with two wins over these next five games. They'll be something like 15 and 21. And for the Hornets, you want to win just at least one game over these first five so that you can go to Chicago, beat the Bulls, and bring that gap back down to somewhere in that four to five games. It's not ideal. I'm not saying this is what I hope the Hornets do. I'm saying this is what they need to do. You need to get one win against that first group of teams the Hornets are going to face, Clippers, Lakers, Suns, Nuggets, and Kings, all of which are playing good basketball, all of which are in the top 9, 10, 11, actually finished kind of dipping a little bit, but they're all top 10 contenders, all 500 or better teams as of this moment in the Western Conference. And so getting wins is not going to be easy, but if Charlotte can just run into one, go to Chicago and get the win, then they're going to come home 50 or so games left in the season and they'll still have that five-game gap or less that they've got to get over, maneuver around with hopefully a healthy roster for 2024. So four out of these six games are against teams that are well above 500. We'll just leave it at that because of the way that Phoenix has been kind of hovering around 500. But at least four out of the six, solidly 500 when the Hornets play them. I went down a rabbit hole. This actually happened last season because we had a similar segment on the Hornets Hivecast. But I went back and I looked at previous West Coast trips or Western Conference trips, whatever you want to call it. So if you go back to last season, Hornets were obviously... Not very good last year because of all the injuries. They were 27 and 55 on their West Coast swing. They went two and four. They got a win at Sacramento on the second night of a back to back, and then they ended up picking up a win against the Lakers. And that was one of those ones where they played the Clippers, had an off day, and they were able to prepare for the Lakers. They're doing the same thing this time. It's just flipped with the teams. 2021, 2022. Team went one and five on their West Coast swing. Their lone win was at the end of the trip coming back and playing Memphis. The team finished 43 and 39. 2020, 2021. I know it was a weird year just because of COVID and everything like that, but you go back to that one. That trip, the first time around, they went 3-3 three and three. on that trip. Utah, Phoenix, Golden State, Sacramento, Portland, and Minnesota. Then they had to go back out west again and play Denver, both LA teams, San Antonio, and Houston. They went 3-3 three and three in that one as well. They finished 33-39. and 39. I know I threw a lot of numbers out there, but it is not impossible to go out there and go 2-4. and four to go in three and three. So my expectations might be a little bit higher in that sense, but it's attainable. It's feasible. It makes sense. There's going to be one game, I guarantee you, on this West Coast trip happens every year where the Hornets just play well above their weight class and they end up picking up a win. It usually happens in Sacramento. I'm not going to say that's the one that it's going to happen in, but there's going to be a game where the Hornets are going to win against a team that is well above 500. I'm not going to put the house on it. I'm not a betting man. I am not allowed to be a betting man according to the NBA bylaws, but I would almost guarantee that there's going to be a win out there for the Hornets, and it's going to surprise a lot of people. I quite frankly am surprised that Charlotte didn't find one despite the level of difficulty of some of these games and the level of attrition to the roster, but that they didn't run into one in their previous seven games, which have all been losses. And the Hornets have been right there on several occasions. A one-possession loss to Miami that tripped off this a longer stretch of losing. 
nothing. Two possession games several times against New Orleans, against Denver the other day. So the Hornets have been right there, have played better, have had leads going into the fourth quarter a couple of times, and just for whatever reason, it hasn't come together. Uh, they'll have several more bites at it, and the ultimate X factor here is that Things are trending towards the team getting healthier. If you get Mark Williams and LaMelo Ball back over the course of this trip, and we're not going to make any rushes to judgment because I think last game we picked Terry Rozier as a player to watch, and he ended up getting ruled out. So we'll do our players to watch in all that next segment. But we're not going to make any presumptions on anyone. But the trend for a lot of these guys in terms of their timeline has been towards a relatively soon upcoming return. So if it happens over the course of this trip, that definitely makes it a lot more likely that Charlotte will find the winner's circle. In fact, it becomes almost a must win. you got to start picking up W's once you get all your guys back. But even if they don't, the Hornets have still been very competitive and there are going to be opportunities for victories on this trip. First one tonight against the LA Clippers. Maybe tonight will be the one. Then we'll be talking about, hey, you need to go two for two in in Los Angeles, try and sweep the LA teams and really get things on the right track heading into 2024. We'll preview the Hornets and the Clippers next here on the Hornets Ivecast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. snagajob.com where America goes to hire. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. All right, Rob, the Hornets are going to tip things off against the L.A. Clippers. Hornets have not had the best of luck against L.A. They played them competitively, just not been able to come into the winner's circle last year. A two-point loss at home to the Clippers, and then lost by 21 
on the road, part of a longer Western Conference road trip, which did see a couple of W's for Charlotte. Obviously, they were dealing with a lot. There was no Miles Bridges for that part of the year. LaMelo Ball did have a huge game, a triple-double at the L.A. Clippers. Fingers crossed we'll get good news on him and the rest of the squad moving into tonight. But for the sake of this podcast and given what we know currently about the injury report, we're not going to rush to any judgment on anyone who has recently been out of games. All that said, we need players to watch for both teams as well as a stat to watch as the Hornets take on a Clippers squad that's in an interesting spot right now. They've lost two in a row. Both were blowouts, but prior to that, they won nine in a row and really seem to turn things around and are currently in a top six position in the Western Conference. Where would you like to begin? Let's try to mix it up a little bit. Hornets on a seven-game losing streak. Let's mix up the mojo a little bit. I'm going to start with a statistic to watch, and I think the one for me is going to be turnovers, just simply for the fact that the Hornets need to force turnovers out of the Clippers. The Clippers are a very highly efficient basketball team. They turn the ball over at an average rate for the most part. I'm not looking at that specifically, but I just want them to be disruptive on the defensive end. This offense for L.A. is very, very efficient. They're not very fast. They don't play fast. They don't have a very high pace or a high rate of pace, but they're very efficient when they score. They're one of the top teams in the association when it comes to points. They're just outside the top 10, which tells me that they're really good at shooting the basketball and they're really very methodical and they're able to score the ball really, really well. So I just don't want them to see easy looks at the bucket. The easiest way to do that is to turn them over, and I think that that was a big thing that we saw in that Denver game at the Hive on Saturday was the fact that the Hornets just couldn't get anything going offensively because the defense was set every time because they were too busy taking the ball out of the hoop. So I think if you're able to get stops, you're able to run out and transition a little bit, that definitely bodes well more to the Hornets because L.A., again, a little bit of an older team. They like to slow the pace down a little bit, but they're very, very efficient. They're very, very good offensively. So the best way to do that is just try to disrupt them, create some turnovers, and that's why it's my staff to watch. I think it's a solid one. Look, this L.A. team is one that it almost in close games seems to operate with, a dare I say, like a playoff kind of rotation system. I mean, they, they don't really go very deep, and, and I understand why when you've got a kind of a elite trio of a Kawhi Leonard, James Harden. Well, they also traded all their depth away. That's part of it, too. Uh, you know, Paul George has been kind of in and out of the lineup throughout the year, but you've got that elite group. They really don't tap too much into the bench, so part of me wants to go with bench scoring, but overall statistics, since we don't really know everything that's going to happen with Charlotte here, if they get a lot of guys back for tonight, then I would absolutely go with bench scoring, but not knowing that at the moment, I'm going to go with second chance points as more of one to watch for a couple of reasons. One, the LA Clippers are not a dominant team when it comes to defensive rebounding. Their, their rebounding percentage is not all that high. Ivica Zubats is one of the better centers in the NBA who has not made an all-star team amongst established centers. I think Mark Williams would be in that class too, but he's not even played 80 games of NBA basketball, so it's a little early to say that about him. But Zubats is a very good center. After him, Daniel Tice is a very good center, and particularly so when you're looking at the backup center role. But overall, they've not been very good on the glass this season, and especially on the defensive end. So I think that's an area where the Hornets can manufacture some extra opportunities, and you're going to need them because the Clippers can shoot the basketball. They're Top 10 across the board, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, free throw percentage, effective field goal percentage. They're all in the top 20, 25% of the NBA. Charlotte has not been. They've had flashes, but they have not consistently been in those types of positions. So I think it's imperative for the Hornets to generate extra opportunities 
Turnovers is one way to do it, as you mentioned. Second chance points is another. Where should we go next? Let's go with the Clippers player to watch. I'm going to take the easy way out here. I'm going to take James Harden just simply for the fact that there was a lot of clamoring whenever he first got to L.A. where the team wasn't doing as well when he got there. I mean, they ended up losing, what, I think five straight whenever he first got there, and then they've been able to turn things around since they had that nine-game winning streak that you talked about as well. But I think the thing for James Harden is, more than likely than not, he's going to get his points. It might be a higher shot volume. It might be just being hot from beyond the arc. He did that the other night as well. I think he ended up going, what, uh, 12 of 16 from the field that one night against Indiana, and he goes 11 of 8, or 8 for 11, I should say. I'm dyslexic, apparently. 8 of 11 from beyond the arc in that game. So there's times where he just heats up, and there's not really a whole lot you can do about it, and you just kind of tip your cap and you move on. But I think the bigger thing here is just making sure that he's not able to facilitate. There's a lot of times there where he's starting to get in the double-double range with the assists. There's a couple times I don't think he has he doesn't have one this year in terms of a triple double, but he's done that in the past, obviously. So he has that ability to rebound as well. But as he's gotten a little bit older, he's done a really good job of facilitating and passing the ball as well, even when all of the eyes are on him. So I think it's one of those things where if you're able to limit him, and it's funny to say the word limit when you're talking about a guy that scores 20, 25 points a game, but if you're able to limit him to around maybe 14, 16 points and you're able to limit the assist as well, even though you're trying to take the ball out of his hands, I think that's when you have an opportunity. But James Harden by far is my player to watch. I like the pick. I'm going to look to the bench. This is going to be my kind of workaround to find a way to emphasize bench points and I'm going to key in here on Russell Westbrook. He is a guy who has obviously been amongst the best players in the NBA, one of the best players of all time in in many respects, but now current iteration of the Clippers is currently constituted. His job is more to come off the bench and, and more to be that spark and lead that second unit, which I'll be honest here, it's it's a younger group, and they've had their ups and downs over it, and it's been a smaller group at times. I mean, when they really go deep, it is a young group, but having a guy like, I don't know, Norman Powell, I guess he's older. Maybe it's not so young a group, but in terms of the punch, they're not really providing it. They're more mixing in. The one guy who can consistently do that, I think, is Russell Westbrook, and the numbers kind of bear that out. So I think for Charlotte, what we've seen over the last handful of games is that in terms of the injuries impact, it doesn't always, per se, happen to the starting group. They can hang and they can try and stretch those minutes. It's been more the bench where at times Charlotte's fallen flat. That obviously didn't happen the other day against Denver and hopefully they can continue to get good performances out of guys like Nick Smith Jr. and P.J. Washington and others. But we kind of know what Russell Westbrook's going to supply in terms of energy and athleticism and even if the shot is not exactly where he would want it to be at age 35 he can still bring a lot of other aspects of his game to the table that can bear out for, for wins quite frankly frankly, for the Clippers. So I'll have Russell Westbrook as my player to watch for L.A. Last but not least, a Hornet to watch. Go ahead and give me Gordon Hayward. I think I took him before the Denver game, if I'm not mistaken. But again, I can't remember what I did yesterday. So God only knows what I did a couple days ago. But at any rate, Gordon Hayward in the game against Denver scores eight points, plays 31 minutes. He was four of seven from the field, didn't get to the free throw line. He also had six rebounds and four assists, had a pair of blocks, had a steal in there as well, did a little bit of everything. I know that there weren't really a lot of opportunities for him to get clean looks at the bucket, but I would love for him to shoot the ball more if he's able to get the opportunity. Again, 4 for 7, extremely efficient, just couldn't really operate in some of those vacuums, and I think a lot of that happened when Brandon Miller went out and a lot more eyes were on Gordon, which is certainly going to happen. So I think a lot of this depends on the injury report, if the Hornets are able to get Terry Rozier, if they're able to get Mark Williams, if they're able to get anybody back from 
the absences in the injury list from the other night against Denver. If they're able to get one or two pieces of back, especially in the backcourt, I think that opens up a lot more things for Gordon Hayward. That's why he's my player to watch, so I know a little bit of it is contingent on the injury report. We'll see what we get tonight. Again, a little bit of a later game. Not going to speculate or anything like that, but if the Hornets are able to get at least one healthy body back, I think Gordon Hayward has the opportunity to have a big game tonight. Definitely does. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we'll get to see a Brandon Miller versus Paul George matchup here on this one. It's the first opportunity for those two to go head-to-head. We know how fond Brandon Miller is of Paul George and the respect that you know, flows the other way as well. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed there, but we got to assume only for guys that have been in contests recently based off our track record. And so I'm going to go with Miles Bridges. He's coming off a very impressive performance, albeit not a very efficient shooting one in the loss to Denver, but his speed, his quickness, his ability to attack, and against some big guys. I mean, if you're looking for kind of a, a player who corresponds to a Paul George who might get that matchup one-on-one against Miles Bridges. Michael Porter Jr. checks a lot of the same boxes in terms of size. Not the same defensive player by any stretch, but you know, in terms of size and, and abilities, uh, there are some similarities there. And Miles Bridges was able to do some really good things, cutting to the cup and finishing off the window. So I think Miles is someone who has been consistent. He's, for the most part, not just been above 10 points, but been above like 18 or 19 points in the majority of his last six games. And I think it's all about the efficiency here for the Hornets forward. If he can be shooting north of 50%, I think it gives the team just a much, much better chance at winning. He has been not quite there. Most of the year, he's been about 45% or so from the floor. The games where he's been 53% or better, Charlotte is 3-1 and one this season. It's not a huge sample size, but clearly uh, the team is performing better when he is at a higher efficiency. Miles Bridges, it's not just the production, it's the efficiency along the way. That's what I'm looking for here tonight from my star for the Hornets. I like it. I mean, there's a lot of things that can go one way or the other here tonight in L.A. It's always the city of stars, and I know that the Hornets, unfortunately, have had a 10-game losing streak against the Clippers. Hopefully that is done and dusted here tonight. Hopefully they can put one in the win column and uh, start off this Western Conference-dominated road trip right. We'll be on very late for you tonight on the Hornets Radio Network, and then very early tomorrow we'll have another edition of the HHC out for you with a game recap edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Rob Longo, thanks as always. Pleasure as always. Get that recap in and that podcast in just in time for everybody waking up while I'm going to bed. There you go. We look forward to bringing it to you and then uh, having much more fun for you over the course of this six-game Western Conference dominated road trip tipping off tonight at 1030 Eastern on the Hornets Radio Network. Till next time, for Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 
2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.